Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You need, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. All right, Jason, let's talk about Jordan Love on the road. We gave him a shot. We felt good about it. But the way this played out, I mean, it's almost like if you're a Packer fan, you feel like this is a blown opportunity. The 49ers were terrible in the first half. They didn't do anything that was impressive. You're in the game. It's almost like you feel like the Packers should have found a way to get this done. And instead, Jordan Love throws that aired interception at the end. I don't know who the hell he was throwing it to. And the 49ers win 24-21. But, Jason, were you impressed with what you saw? Not in the least. The better team lost. Um, that's just that's just the reality. And the, the Packers are the youngest team in the league, and maybe a little bit of that showed late. But, like, this game was decided by a bullshit spot. And, again, like, <laughs> it's the year 2024, True. right? We've got things that you and I never thought we'd see – like shit that looked like it was from the Jetsons. Like if you grew up watching like the (laughs) internet and email, right. And like, you know, what we walk around, we walk around with computers in our pockets that didn't exist in any form 50 years ago. Right. We've come, technology has come so far. We had a plague pop up on us. And within nine months we had a, we had a vaccine for it. We spot balls the way we did with Newt Rockney. How is that possible? It's true. How? How? What is that? You can't tell me there's not a better way. You can't tell me. But they got absolutely hosed there. Um, that's three points off the board. They they missed a makeable kick. That's on them. The kicker was shaky all year. Uh, Darnell Savage drops an easy pick six. There's another dropped interception. And on the road, you know, uh, against the number one seed, you might be able to beat them if you dominate like they did and only two or three of those things happen. 
you, you, probably, you might still be able to win. If, if, if five or six of them happen, right, two drops, two dropped interceptions, one's a pick six, the missed field goal to put more pressure on them, um, you know, the love bad pass at the end, the spot, couple of red zone situations where you come up a little short. You know, that's probably going to be enough for those guys to win. I was much more impressed with what the Packers did than what the 49ers did. Um, the future is incredibly bright for, for Green Bay. And some of the – like, there are – like, this – the Brock Purdy thing, and I'm not knocking him. Like, he's a top-10 quarterback. He's a top-8 quarterback. Fine. He's got everything going for him there, creature comforts. There are things that Jordan Love did in that game to create explosive plays with his vision, with his athleticism, with with his unique talent that Brock Purdy wouldn't even think to throw the ball. He would never get the ball off some of those sideline throws. And it's like, I'm I'm not saying, it's not that I'm saying he's bad. He's limited physically. There, There is not this boundless potential that we can tap into as this young man continues to grow into his skill set. Like, you know, the floor for Brock Purdy is really high, right? Like, but the ceiling ain't as high as it is for Lamar. Like, we could just go down a limb. Josh Allen, like, he's not them because he's not them athletically, and he never will be. Like, Jordan Love special combination of traits that are that are coming together he's more talented Um, no doubt more talented and they ran the ball better than san francisco i mean san francisco finally in the second half got a couple of explosive runs green bay ran the ball with better efficiency um they should have won the game the lions should be hosting the championship game and they're not and 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 you know what, Carl? Like that might wake the 49ers up, right? There'd be some people who would say, well, they got yeah. away with one. Or they might be being exposed a little bit. Like, you know, sometimes when a bully gets punched in his face in his own backyard and tastes his own blood, he ain't the bully anymore. And I'm just telling we get a lot of people on my show in Baltimore, and we I talk to a lot of people I respect, and like. I watched that thing happen on national television and I said, I I wonder, I wonder if Brock Purdy knows what kryptonite tastes like now. Like I just wonder, is he gonna is he now thinking, you know, am I the princess? Like, am I Cinderella or am I scrubbing steps? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. who like have I been on this magic carpet ride, but like my ticket's about to expire a little bit? Like. I got, I got, I got questions. I got reservations, Carl. Here, here's what I know. Brock Purdy since that Ravens game. Uh, when he's blitzed, got a quarterback rating of seventy three point four, twenty fifth in the NFL. Jason, they since broke that, They broke the Ravens. Broke his confidence since the Ravens game when he's under pressure. He's got a sixty one point one passer rating since then. This is the infallible kid. This is you know. This was like, don't you say nothing bad about him. Like, Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Okay. Um, Why, well, you know, that that's what's going on. His last three games overall, going back to that Ravens game, he's got a 79.4 rating. 
And like, there were other balls that could have been picked off. Like, he had 26% of his throws in that game were graded as off target in that divisional game. Like, I mean, is it the rain? I got news for you, buddy. You play, you, you play football. It's like, I don't want to hear about the glove on, glove on, wax on, wax off. Like, when you're when you're worried about your hand in the middle of a throw with the season on the line, I don't know, man. Like that comes out that yeah, they really wanted Tom Brady last year. Like I, I just if I'm a 49ers fan right now, I'm like, is somebody pulling the rug out from under? Like again, is that is it about to turn into a pumpkin again? Is that cart turning into a pumpkin? And I'm not saying he's going to be a bad quarterback, but, like, he did not play a good game. And no. we can now have to go back a month to find him playing a good game. Since he got anointed as the Vegas favorite to win the MVP, yeah. it ain't looked like it did before. And I got news for you. The right side of his offensive line sucks. And if he don't have Debo in this game, and I don't think he's going to have Debo in this game. Could be a problem. With Debo, with Debo Samuel. 8.9 yards per attempt without him, 8.4. With Debo Samuel this year, 5.6 yards per rush without him, 3.6. With Debo Samuel this year, 7.1 yards per play, elite, without him, 5.6. So, and I'm telling you, if it's me, Aiden Hutchinson's lined up in the face of that. I don't care about Trent Williams. You go ahead, do what you want. I'm lining Aiden Hutchinson up on that right tackle, and I want him breathing down Brock Purdy's neck. Like, and here's the other thing, Carl. We've spent so much time on Brock Purdy. Nobody's talking about, hey, Nick Bosa, you you get paid for you get paid for December or January too, bro. Like, Aiden Hutchinson has been a better player than Nick Bosa the last two and a half months. Period. Period. The last last four games, Nick Bosa's got a twelve point eight percent pressure rate. That's journeyman, bro. Like, yep. you want your starters to be fifteen and above. Guys getting paid like him, twenty and above, bro. Four weeks now, twelve point eight percent pressure rate, no sacks. Chase Young, eight point three percent pressure rate, half a sack. Hargrave, nine percent pressure rate, one sack. Kinlaw, three pressures in his last four games, no sacks. And Armstead ain't there for sacks. Armstead's there to try to fix. You know, he's right. back to try to fix their leaky-ass run defense. Like, I think Green – I mean, like, Green Bay pushed him around in the trenches, and Detroit's offensive line, I mean, Baldi will tell you, those guys are mauling. If Ragnow plays, you know, like, I know they're down a guard, but if Ragnow plays and the tackles play – I, I see some areas that the Lions can exploit. Like, and Brock Purdy in his career, close and late, and I know they they cobbled together a drive there. He threw a ball 10 feet in the air. Somebody jumped up and caught it. Like, I know people are saying, Joe Montana, get the F out of here. Shut the <laughs> F up. Stop. You're pulling your own pants down. Like, stop. Stop. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing I know. Uh, and we're talking about, obviously, the 49ers, guys. They will get the Lions at home, NFC Championship game. Uh, 49ers, they beat the Packers, but barely. And this should have this looked differently. Here's what I know also, Jason. Golf can make all the throws. I'm not sure with the way that Brock Purdy's playing, if he can make any of the throws that will be needed in this kind of game. To your point about throwing Debo. Yes, throwing it 10 feet high, to your point, and, and, and somebody going up and snagging it because they got a 45-inch vertical. That's different than dots. That's different than ball placement and dots. And Jared Goff is capable, and I've seen it, you've seen it. He can make those throws. I don't know how this plays out, but I'm leaning Lions. Call me crazy right now, but I'm just – that's the way I feel. And if Kyle Shanahan can somehow, you know, get these guys – maybe you said it. They wake up and they snap out of it. And all the things we're talking about, pressures go up, you know, plays are made, quarterback's way better than he was uh, last Sunday. All right, th- then you feel good that the 49ers are going to get back to a Super Bowl. But I got to say this. If they don't, you start to look at this and you go, all right, so you're winning 12, 13 games a year. You're getting to the NFC Championship game three out of the last four years. You've been to a Super Bowl and lost one. And then you lose at home again, potentially on Sunday in another NFC Championship game. You kind of start going, what the, what the hell's going on, right? So this is, you said it, all the pressures on the 49ers. It's, this is the biggest spot. I think the Ravens being at home, okay? And they beat the Texans. We're going to talk about that in a second. But you're playing Patrick Mahomes, okay? It, that's different. The oh, 49ers are getting the Lions, which has been a Cinderella story, and you've been the best team in the NFC all year long. All the pressure's on these guys to get it done. And if they don't, I just feel like you got to look at this thing and go, okay, that's four or three NFC championship games in four years, and, and you still haven't gotten to the ultimate goal. So let's switch gears, Jason, and talk about the Ravens game because Lamar was special. Two two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. I have to tell you, you're there. You you know. I just think it was he controlled the game in a way that a lot of quarterbacks are unable to do. And we talk about, like, I use the basketball reference, right? Magic Johnson could control the game, right? He could just – in any point, there was a 10-minute span. He could just control the game, get his team back in the lead, and they win. All the greats in basketball can do that because the ball's in their hand all the time. But a lot of quarterbacks aren't able to do what we saw Lamar do against the Texans. Uh, I think he's going to win another MVP. We've talked about it, Jason. But talk about the Ravens and this performance because they win it at halftime, and then it looked like a different team after the second half. Yeah, and look, it was another historic game for Lamar Jackson. It's the first time in NFL history someone's run for two touchdowns, passed for two touchdowns, run for 100 yards as a quarterback, and had a QB rating over 100 in the same game. Um, it, it it didn't play out the way I thought it would. They only attempted one pass all day that traveled 20 yards or more in the air. That was 21 to Rashad Bateman. Um, they only had three passes over 15 yards, one for 15, one for 19, one for 21. That's it in terms of any sort of downfield completions. They only attempted one pass play action under center, which 
I thought they would have attempted more than that yeah. on the opening drive. Um, they had some adjustments to make. D'Amico Ryan's blitzed it away he never had before. And th they know by now that, like, that's what people try to do to Lamar. So whatever their regular blitz rate is against everybody else, they ratchet it up. But, like, the Texans blitzed on 72% of the dropbacks in the first half and 82% in the second half. Like, all they did is blitz. And it was clear that Lamar Jackson went in at the half. And, like, one thing about them, when they've struggled in the past in big games offensively, there's usually something going on on the sidelines. Like, Mark Andrews is throwing a helmet. You know, Lamar's kind of off to himself. You know what I mean? With the tablet away from everybody. Like, yeah, somebody's <laughs> yelling at the coordinator. Like, I'm not saying any of that stuff is necessarily bad. But, like, there has been a – because, look, if this offense, people are talking about the Ravens' lack of offense around here for, you know, even when they were winning Super Bowls with Ray Lewis and Trent Dilfer's the quarterback, it's like, what about the offense? So, like, you've seen it get tight, right? And it get a little, like, frustration boil over, even in the regular season, let alone the playoffs. And as bad as that first half was offensively, and it was bad. It was. They, everybody stayed calm. Lamar took the reins at the half. And Lamar figured out, like, I can't hold the ball 3.9 seconds. He held the ball 3.92 seconds in the first half. It came out under 2.5 in the second half. I'm going to find my hot, and I'm going to throw it to my hot, and that's going to be it. He went from trying eight yards on average pass in the first half to five in the second half. Like, I'm just going to embrace that. And then when they get lined up in man – and I see big swaths of green grass. I'm going to run. And by the time they turn around and find me, it's a first down. Uh, and just individual brilliance. I mean, you know, it's his call, the fourth and one bootleg. You know what I mean? He decides what he wants to do with the ball in his hands. Do I want to throw it? Do I want to pitch it? Do I want to keep it? I mean, that put the game away, the fourth and one from midfield. And they just played keep away in the second half. They held the ball for over 20 yards in the second half. They ran over 20 times for over 130 yards in the second half um it was it was you know it was bully ball it was going to be a big ask for stroud and those guys 